Hello and welcome to a episode of Kitty Confessions. I think this is episode eight. It may not be, but it probably is. <laughs> I am Elise. And I'm Brandy. And we have a couple topics. We have an outline today, unlike last time. So <laughs> this should be fun. Yes. And I guess I'll introduce the first one, Let's which is it. we're gonna talk about kind of about being submissive and not submissive in the sexual sense because we always talk about that um but we're talking about just like what a submissive woman is and this comes from um jazzy there was a she did an interview on a podcast and she kind of just went over what she defines as a submissive woman and she kind of starts off explaining it like just doing everything for your man like that's what a submissive woman is yeah i don't i gotta disagree with her i mean I guess that's how she feels like she should be submissive, but I gotta disagree with her definition of being a submissive woman because she says something along the lines of she would like unpack and pack his uh, bags for him. She would scratch his back every night until he falls asleep. She knows what his breathing sounds like when he's asleep. That's just a lot for me. Because at this point it just sounds like we're not being submissive anymore, we're babysitting. We're we're at a full-blown daycare we are taking care of a child i am not about to unpack and pack a grown man's bags i don't even know if i want to do a man's laundry maybe i'll help if we split it like okay you do the laundry on this day i do the laundry on this day you know we can split it half and half but i'm not about to always be the one doing the laundry that's just not my definition that sounds like a maid and I think <laughs> it definitely sorry. does. And I think it definitely plays into like what your love languages are. Like to me in the video, it sounds like their love languages were acts of service. Like he enjoys having getting acts of service done to him and she expresses her love through acts of service. And I don't necessarily think that's submissive. I think that's just doing nice things yeah. for your partner. Like personally, like Brandy said, I'm not about to be <laughs> packing and unpacking clothes. <coughs> Like, maybe if I know that, like, you're getting off work and it's a long day from work and I know what you want. But, men, y'all be particular about things. And if yeah. I pack your shit and you turn around and be like, I don't like the shit that you pack, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, it'd be different. Like, say if we about to go on vacation, but you couldn't get the day off before we got to go. And you like, hey, babe, can you make sure my such and such and everything is in my bag? Okay, if you tell me what you need in the bag and where you need to go, I'm going to help you out because you at work. Nine times out of ten, you're about to pay for everything on this vacation. I'm going to just buy our drinks. Yes, I will happily put your favorite pair of thought shorts in the bag for you. However, unpacking and packing a man's luggage all the time. That just sounds like, it sounds very excessive to me. It's very excessive. And then you scratching his back till he goes to sleep. I mean, to me, I was just waiting her to say that she burps and feeds him. <laughs> I mean, but that's what it sounds like. It low-key sounds like I'm taking care of a child. Yeah. And... Like I said, that's whatever floats your boat, but I don't really think of that as what submission is. Like, submission to me is allowing somebody to lead and guide you yes. in your relationship. And that's not submit, like, doing all of these things, although they're nice for your partner, I wouldn't classify it as being submissive. At all. Like you said, like, that's my definition as well. One, allowing people to, like, guide you and also another part of it for me is I have to trust you enough to submit to you like you got to make me feel comfortable and I have to trust you there's a lot of trust that goes into it and if you make me feel like that then I'll happily submit to you but I'm not about to cook and clean and wash everything because just for shits and giggles just to claim that I'm submissive it's not giving submissive I guess like I don't know how to describe 
ways that I would be submissive. I have not submitted to a man yet in my life, but <laughs> I think like just deferring to like your man's judgment. Like we yes. go out, I'm allowing him to take the lead. He's you know, I don't know. Like he's ordering the drinks, for instance. I know that sounds basic and petty, but, but that's me allowing him to yeah. defer and lead. Or like if we're in a conversation and it's like a business dealing, or we're going to buy a car, allowing. Um, him to guide that conversation and kind of like convey whatever I need to be conveyed to whoever needs to for yeah. it to be conveyed to but I also have to trust your judgment Yeah, I can't just let you leave me willy nilly just because you're the man in my relationship you might have poor financial acumen and I don't want you to be dealing with my finances going to the bank talking to the banker about my finances when I know that you really don't know how to count <laughs> yeah, that's why I said it's a lot of trust that goes into it because it's like you can make some bad decisions on our behalf and we both in a shithole and I don't need that to happen I have to trust your judgment oh my god I gotta trust your judgment yeah you have to have like a solid head on your shoulders and yes. like you need to be able to lead yourself effectively before I could even think about you being able to lead me because you can lead me into a fucking hole and <laughs> that I can't get out of and I just don't have that to do because I'm looking dumb and we know women who kind of just like do everything for their man and sometimes Why? it just doesn't play out well and then like I feel like sometimes there's like a sense of resentment and bitterness that happens in the relationship because you do so much and you give so much and you're not having it reciprocated that's the other thing like she was talking about she didn't really talk about like him reciprocating she was like oh i spoil him but like where is the reciprocity um that she's receiving in the relationship and like talking about loving people to help like i just feel like that's toxic like that's very when she said that it triggered me so bad because i know somebody who only got into a relationship because the girl was around when he was like at his lowest point like sick and she was just like around that relationship ended up bad like loving people to health that is not healthy like I get like through sickness and in health but I'm not about to love you until you get to the level I want you to be at Mm -hmm. that's too much and then she said something like my biggest flex is how I submit to my man that should not be your biggest flex sweetheart I'm sorry that's not a flex it's a perk it's a bonus yeah, but it's not a but flex. But it's not a flex. And it's especially not. the way she was talking about how she do it. To each his own. And I'm not even going to say if you like it, I love it. Because if you like it, I hate that shit. But <laughs> <laughs> that's not a flex to me. That's too much. It sounds very toxic. Because then she sounds like the same type of person, like you said, that would turn around and be like, well, I did X, Y, and Z for you. I didn't ask you to, I didn't ask you to scratch my back till I fall asleep. I didn't ask you to pack and unpack my luggage. I didn't ask you... To feed me, burp me, and change me every night. I'm a grown-ass man. Yeah. And I'm not going to reciprocate it. You didn't hear, like you said, you didn't hear anything about her saying, like, and my man does this for me. No, she's just naming off everything that she does for him. Like, how, like, how does your man take care of you? I feel like that's really important. I feel like partnerships are such an equal give and take. And if you don't have, like, that good balance and give and take, then it's, it's not going to work out. Like, if I'm constantly always doing for you, no matter if I'm doing it with the best intentions in mind and I'm not the type of person who's going to come back and be like, oh, I did this for you and I did that mm-hmm. on this day, it's still going to cause resentment because I always feel like I'm giving more than I'm receiving back. And that's how those relationships turn toxic because mm-hmm. I'm going to be resentful regardless of if I want to or not. And then we're going to get into arguments and we're going to end up in these types of situations. And sometimes you just... Not everybody deserves to get all of you in that type of way. Facts. And it sounds like she does this for, like, 
everyone. everybody. And she talked like briefly about how like she used to be ashamed about it. And it's just like, well, probably a lot of that shame. And I don't know. I didn't watch the whole thing. So like she might have spoke to this. But like part of that shame might have had to do with situations where like she wasn't receiving what she was giving. And people would look at her crazy and be like... Well, I mean, you can't be mad (laughs) because you're voluntarily giving up all of that, all of these pieces of you. Because I feel like also going off of that, you're ashamed about it because like you said, maybe in the past she's been in situations where it wasn't reciprocated and people were looking at her like you're crazy. Then maybe you need Dutch Sky to just scale it back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like you can't give everybody all access to you. That's how you get left with nothing. Like, you leave your pump open, people going to drain the fuck out the gas that's inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not going to have any gas left inside of you. Everything is going to be drained out of you. You can't do that with everybody. And even then, like, even with somebody that you actually do trust enough and love enough to submit to, you still can't be like, here's everything. You got to leave something for yourself because you got to water yourself at the end of the day. What's the meme on Twitter when they're like, I water you, you water me? Or the person's like watering somebody and all the water's leaving out their tank? No, thank you. Mm-mm. No, I need to have some left for me. Mm-mm. For me to be able to sustain myself, I cannot drain my whole self just for the sake of whatever I'm doing in the name of love, in the name of lust, whatever I'm doing it for. I can't do that for you. I'm sorry. Especially if it's not being reciprocated. And I love to like give. Like, I'm definitely like, I'm not an acts of service type of person, but I am a gift giver. Mm-hmm. I like to do nice things for people. Um, but even then, like, I'm really particular about how I extend myself because some people really just don't yeah. deserve that. <laughs> like, like I, I'm I'm the same way. Like, I'm thoughtful. And, like, I like to give people stuff, but I'm not about to be like, here is everything. <laughs> here is something <laughs> that made me think of you. And whether that's something little or something big, I, I have discernment on who I give it to because it's like not everybody deserves that. I'm not about to give everything to one person. Oh, that sucks. So I didn't like, like, going off that one clip, like you said, I didn't see the whole thing, but that wasn't, that's not my definition of being submissive. No judgment, but I think there's a lot of things that could be tweaked (laughs) for her because I'm I'm quite sure she suffers from it a lot. Or maybe she just needs to learn the difference between submission and, like, how you love people and acts of service because... You get you conflating the two, and that's how you let people run all over you. Like you out here tricking on a nigga, and he fucking leave you out to drop. Man, I was actually fuck. Oh I was watching oh a fucking. <laughs> I was watching an interview. It was like a Magic City interview for oh their strippers, yes. and she was talking about like how she used to trick on niggas and like really just be out here buying TVs, paying car notes, like doing all this stuff for these men and then one time she was doing it to one for one of the niggas that she was with she was always wondering like why can't i go over his house i mean that's a telltale sign that he probably got a bitch but no, for sure. she always <clears throat> wondered that one time they were at like a club together or something when she at the club like some girl like looked at her crazy and was like oh there go that bitch da 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 she didn't really peep it until she was walking outside and she seen what was supposed to be her nigga and he literally was just like I don't know that bitch. <gasps> like, it's a, oh like, this is a street situation. It's fucked up. But, like, that's what happens when you keep giving and constantly giving so much of yourself and you're not getting it back. Because she was explaining, like, he didn't really do that type of shit for her. Like, he wasn't giving her the type of luxuries that she was extending to him. And, like, he had a whole nother bitch. And when they were out and when it came down to it, he didn't even acknowledge that. Oh, and that bitch is probably sitting out on his couch 
driving in that car she paying the car note for watching the tv that she bought him and stuff like that like like i said extreme situation but like but still it can happen it can happen it can happen to anybody and like key thing is that's not fucking submitting that's just giving a lot of what you have to somebody else yeah because my thing is if you're gonna trick trick it gotta come back full circle like i trick on you you trick on me you trick on me i trick on you i'm not just about to be solely tricking on you even if i got it yeah i don't don't think i could ever really trick on somebody i don't think that's my bag but like (laughs) (laughs) not even if it's like reciprocated like but then i I got you this and then you like true i mean i like i just like to call it tricking because it just sounds so cool i mean i could come back full circle but like check on your nigga but like for men it's usually like they're getting pussy out the situation so like they're getting something i don't feel like women get what we want in a tricking situation a lot of times a lot of times we just giving and giving and giving and giving and them niggas be treating us like shit (laughs) every situation (laughs) that i know of (laughs) with a bitch who just be giving and tricking on niggas constantly it never ends well. All right, so let's let's discuss, let's talk about this. Cause there's a thin line between tricking and just being dumb as hell. <laughs> you know, and I know, and we know some people who have just been dumb as hell. Okay, don't just be out here just giving you all. Okay, you can't. I'm not about to trick on nobody that I know can't trick back on me First that I know ain't giving me jack diddly squats. It's only, it ain't tricking if you have it, and a lot of y'all don't, don't have it. it. <laughs> let's, let's talk about it, because it ain't tricking if you have it. And then afterwards, you were grasping for pennies and nickels, because you didn't gave everything to this nasty-ass nigga. Okay? You weren't tricking, you were being stupid. Like. <laughs> seriously. Seriously being stupid. We gotta, we gotta, oh my God. We gotta be wild. <laughs> Some of the shit that I've heard in my past, like, where, like, women literally just be giving car notes away. What? And, like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, oh. why are you doing that? You got to pay your rent. And, like, <laughs> like, why you do that? You knew what? you ain't having it. <laughs> That's one thing I don't ever think I gotta do is buy a car for a nigga. Oh, yeah, I'm not putting my name in nobody's shit. Fuck like, no. if it ain't mine, I'm not putting my name on it. Um, if you can't afford it, I can't give it. <laughs> Let's be together. And even then, I'm going to be looking at you kind of crazy. Like, <laughs> so why can't you afford it? <laughs> You're going to get whatever I can afford. And that's only yeah. if we're in a relationship and it's being reciprocated. Because then I kind of feel like I'm tricking, but not really. But, yeah, no, if you don't got it, it ain't tricking. But if you have it. <laughs> Wait, if you, it ain't tricky if you got it. If yeah. some of y'all don't got it. If some of y'all don't got it. And y'all really don't got it, so I wouldn't even call it tricking sometimes. So just, like I said, it's just being dumb. It's just being dumb. I need y'all to do, women out there, I need y'all to do better. Men, keep tricking. Men, keep, keep on doing your thing, boy. Men, men, keep tricking. Keep tricking. Women, don't do it. We suck at it. Not yeah. we, y'all. Y'all, y'all do. <laughs> but we as a collective, but there's a category inside the we of bitches who suck at it. And same for me. Some of y'all niggas out here be tricking with hopes of getting some shit and, and the bitch can... just go show. Thank you though. But thank like you. thank you because like the niggas that like the men who come up to you and they ask you what you drinking and they buy you a drink at the bar and they just leave you alone for the rest of the night. We See, love that's you. Different. That's not tricking. That's like you know you being a little, a little cute. small gesture. Yeah, small gestures. 
a token. I'm talking about you niggas who are out here buying girls' Gucci bags. Oh, good. Knowing damn well that bitch not about to fuck. And that's the only reason why you bought her that damn Gucci bag. You can't even get a kiss. No. Then that's the thing. Some of y'all, actually, I've been in this situation personally. I'm not, I don't really like letting men trick on me personally. I they always expect something. Yes, it bothers me deeply, especially if I know that, like, I'm not about to do nothing with them. Like, I think that's just, like, something within my ethical and moral compass just doesn't <laughs> allow me to do that. Now, occasionally I might dabble. I'm not going to say I won't do it, but it's not my preference. I usually avoid it. But I have been in a situation with a nigga that I wouldn't even kiss and... He was buying me jacket, and this was like when I was younger too. So he was buying me a three four hundred dollar little North Face, and you know that's a lot. When the North Faces were 19. the shit. <laughs> North Faces were the shit. He was buying me little Uggs. He was doing all the little cute shit. Never once kissed him. Wouldn't even kiss him. And I was like semi messing with somebody on the side. Like I had a whole other person. It was bad. But yes, but if he, the bitch won't even kiss you, don't trick on her. I mean, if you want to, that's your I'm not going to block nobody's blessings, yeah. but <laughs> she probably not going to do what you think she's trying to do. Because it's like, if you don't trick, there's two things. One side of it, you could be somebody that just likes to trick without expecting anything out of it. That's great. Or you could be somebody that I've been messing with and you just tricking on me. Okay, but don't be out here tricking expecting something <laughs> and you get nothing back. Now you look at dub and now, and now I'm the bitch. Like at least, why am I like, the bitch? <laughs> at least if you're gonna trick and you want something, try to get a little bit some reassurance, some type of deposit of pussy before you actually start doing the actual tricking. At least get tricking. a hug, a kiss. You at least gotta get kissed. A hug ain't shit. Every, bitches hug people every day. I hate hugging niggas. I love hugging, but I I like touching people. Yeah, so. you do. It depends on the nigga. Honestly. It does, cause some of y'all niggas be fucking stinking. Y'all be fucking. Oh, oh breath God. be kicking. Do you remember? When I had to go wash my hands in the middle of the <laughs> Oh, yeah. Please. So there was one time. Side note, let's do a little commercial break. If you're going to hug somebody at a function, make sure you're, it's hot outside. Okay? If you got that cop, if you know your sweat glands tend to overwork, you should be taking at least two showers a day in this heat. Do not come to the function hugging everybody. Now I got sweat on my hands and it smells like must. And I got to go in the bathroom at the club and wash my hands. And if you have, like, even a question about the smell of, like, your body odor, like, do a side hug. At least do the oh, justice of doing it. Because what if they taller to you and they armpit get on top of your shoulder and it's your arm, I mean, yeah. your shoulder's like this. Okay. So do like a distant <laughs> side hug. Y'all know the ones that are the church the side church hugs. hugs. That's what I get. <laughs> this is going to sound so fucked up, but niggas who I feel like stink. <laughs> Like, the way you know the ones, because when somebody stank, you know they stank, so you're not going to give them the benefit of the doubt, like, maybe they smell good today, mm-hmm. no. If I know you stank, and you just insist on hugging me every time I see you, I will give you the coldest church hug in the world. Like, you will think <laughs> that I didn't even want to touch you, it's because I don't, because you smell bad. So, please, just wash up, because I had to have my friend over here smell my hand after one of y'all niggas hugged me. <laughs> Just so she know, I didn't even want her to catch a whip and be like, damn, Brandy, you musty. I didn't even want her to have to pull me to the side and have a conversation with me. I had to let her know, smell my hand. This is from that sweaty nigga at the bar. Also, this is going to sound shady, but like, if you're bigger, (laughs) male or female, I don't care which, whatever you identify as, please, like, get up under the rolls with some deodorant. I promise you, because it'll save you. 
so much time because like your underarms ain't the only thing that smell. It's that's not. true. Bitches with big titties know what I'm talking about. You put some deodorant up under there because you know you sweat up under there. Like put some put some deodorant between the rolls. You be coming in the function smelling like dick cheese. Like and you wonder what I'm like one. Ladies, come on now. If you got thicker thighs, a little bit of deodorant, some under your butt cheeks if you got to, but don't be smelling musty in that area. And it's and I want you to say like you put some deodorant between your thighs. I have thick thighs, my thighs chafe. It will keep you from chafing. It's such a nice feeling not to chafe. <laughs> thighs be rubbing together, now that shit wrong because you've been walking around rubbing your fucking thighs together all day. It's not even just for smelling purpose. It's just for like practicality. Comfort, comfort yeah, like just just wash up. Please. Bigger people, you have to take an extra step, and I need y'all to <laughs> acknowledge the fact that y'all need to take an extra step. Oh, damn. Yeah. You think people just be in there hitting the hot spots? <laughs> yes. The pits. <laughs> oh, my God. I used to have a friend, and she was a bigger girl. Loved her to death. But she wouldn't. She would just get the little hot spots. And, like, for the most part, she smelled divine. But sometimes during the summer, she needed to take an extra shower. Wait, but she would never stink, would she? She would just say she needed to take an extra shower. You no, sometimes she would be smelling because she, she sweated a lot. So she needed a little extra loving. And for the most part, she did take care of herself. But, like, that's mm-hmm. an example. Like, and she, that's what, yeah, that's what I said. Like, you know, it's hotter outside. If you have, you know, your sweat glands tend to overwork. You know, we had a function. We had a day party. You know, before I go out at night, tell your friends I need to stop by my crib real quick, take another shower. Like, just know your body. Know your body. Like, know your body. Keep some deodorant on you if you know you can't go home. Like, some wipes. Yeah. Good wipes will save your life. Like, man, too. Baby wipes. Baby wipes. Please. Something. I know y'all don't be wanting to go in the bathroom stalls and clean y'all little shit up, but like, sometimes y'all need to go to the bathroom stalls. Hey, yo, no, men, seriously. Because I feel like men don't take as good care of their butt cracks as women do because we got a lot going on out there so we really be scrubbing men i know y'all cheeks be glued together (laughs) no they do my feces all right get in that shower i don't care what your i don't care what your insecurities are about things being in your butt you need to bend over spread them cheeks and let the shower hit your asshole let it drip down lift that one leg up and get that gooch in the balls because that'd be musty too like like it's simple and shaving, there is nothing wrong with shaving. Landscape. Like, please, you don't even have to do a lot. You don't even have to, like, get your whole, like, private. Like, you just get the inner parts of your thighs, the in-between part between your pelvic bone and, like, your stomach. The hot spots. And shave your motherfucking asshole. There's no right reason yes. why I should be able to stare at it. It's a fucking forest, the abyss, a fucking hair, and your asshole. I mean, just, you, just, you got some berries hanging from the hairs. I know y'all don't. It itches. I know. But I if know you do it... On a regular basis, it will stop itching. I promise. Or, the niggas out here who can afford it, go get wax. Go get wax. I be trying to tell my male friends that. Like, I promise you, if you go get waxed, it is amazing. If you have the means to get waxed, go get waxed. I love a nigga who is just bald. Yes. And you just on top of your hygiene. Like It's amazing. People be talking about, like, what's the first thing you look at? And a lot of women be like, a man's shoes. No, I look at your teeth and your hands because if those fingernails are dirty and if there's plaque oh built up, God. go the other way. Don't talk to me. My two biggest pet Go the other way. Don't talk to me. Teeth. Your grill got to look right. It has to. And, like, really, like, especially if you, like, trying to mess with me or whatever, if your fingers under your, your dirty. fingernails are dirty, 
No. We can't do anything. Because I know you you can't wash your hands. I just know you never you wash your hands. Because I wash my hands on a regular basis throughout the day. And like a regular basis is like when I go to the bathroom, before I'm going to eat something, if I'm at home, I use hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. There's never a point in time during my day where like the underbeds of my nails are dirty. And I wear acrylic, so I have to like, like stuff gets up under there all the time. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why the under parts of your fingernails should be black. Oh my god. There's no reason. I, I don't really understand it. Because Unless you're why? working manual labor and you're getting off work. Facts. There's no reason. Like, I don't know if they didn't tell y'all when y'all wash your hands, you're supposed to like scratch up against your palm to help get the I dirt like off this. of under there. Like, yeah, <laughs> dig into my like, nails. Up under there. Like, but that's like a part of. Wash your hands. That's it. Just yeah. Wash your hands. And At brush your teeth. Five to six times a day. There's, that should get you through the day, and you, there's no reason why your nails should be dirty. Oh, one last thing, and then we can get into the random shit segment. I know I said I look at teeth, but I'm looking at your tongue, too, because your tongue Ooh. should not be white. We are grown. There's too many people that I've seen walk around and speak to me with a thick coating of whiteness. I was about to say it'd be thick. Opaque whiteness like, on their tongues. Like, and y'all know y'all feel that. I know y'all do. Why are we... If you don't got a tongue scraper, take the back of your toothbrush, say, ah, like they do at the doctor's, and get to scrubbing. Like. It's not that hard. Brush your tongue. That's where all the steak lives. It's <laughs> on your tongue. No <laughs> you sense, You want to have the nerve to want to kiss somebody and put your tongue down somebody's throat. It's trifling. You out here giving women BV because you ain't scrubbing your tongue today. Grow up. Okay, let's get into our <laughs> random shit segment. <laughs> all right so we were kind of talking earlier we're going to get into it let's talk about men's preferences so we have a theory right we're talking about a specific preference we're talking about those top athletes who date the most basic white girls if you get triggered by this just click on but fuck you we're talking about the top athletes who choose basic white girls but then they expect black women to be like tens across the board like you dating becky with a damn flannel on and a scrunchie on her wrist and greasy hair and you see a black woman you expect us you expect us to have double d's a 20 inch waist a fat ass thick thighs like i just don't get it why do we have to be just all put together but becky could just look any kind of way and y'all want to date her and show her off i don't get it if they're big they be preferring white women and it's like there's enough of like I've watched TikToks, YouTube's like where this is where black women consistently talk about being in these spaces with athletes specifically and they're just being these basic ass white girls getting all this attention but black women have to come in suited and booted. They have to have on the flyest clothes. Their hair has to be laid. They have to be tins. They can't be an average black girl. No. And God forbid they're average and they're dark skinned. They can't even get in the function. But y'all praise and, like, elevate these white girls who look like any other white girl that you can get on the fucking west side of fucking Cleveland (laughs) off of 25th. (laughs) If you're from Lima, you listen to this, St. John's. (laughs) But for real, though, like, I don't get... And that's another thing I was going to get into, like... I don't know if it's just me, but black men who literally solely only date either light-skinned women or mixed women, they're a little iffy to me. And I had a conversation with a couple of my friends, and, like, 
all of them said like lighter skinned women or mixed women and even one of them which was hilarious was like latina women and he's never even dated like a latina <laughs> woman before which makes it even more comical especially when he's just like oh i would never date a white girl but you'll date a latina over us yeah and then furthermore latina women are crazy so you if you can't handle a black woman you damn sure can't handle a white woman, uh, a Latina woman, because they're fucking crazy. I grew up around Puerto Ricans and other Hispanic people, and they're fucking crazy. Yeah. I don't get it. Like, <clears throat> but, like, going on for what I said, like, I just see a problem with men who only date lighter-skinned black women. I feel like you might unknowingly be low-key a bit of a colorist, because... <laughs> You mean to tell me you've never dated a dark-skinned woman or never even been like, oh, my gosh, she's beautiful? Like, what's going on with that? Why are you only dating light-skinned women and white women? And a lot of times, y'all want to say, like, it's because they're more submissive or, like, they're less combative and stuff like that. And a lot of the times, it's not even that. It's just y'all be expecting, like, black women, we need to talk about this. Like, black women, a lot of times, we don't grow up in two family households. So we grow up watching our mothers being very strong women, having to do for themselves, having to have control over their household and their finances, and that gets passed down to their children as a result. So we grow up and we become these very strong-minded and strong-willed women, and there's nothing wrong with that. We're just not about to let any y'all men lead us. And the niggas who be talking about, oh, I only date lighter-skinned women, mixed women, and white women because they're more submissive or whatever you want to call them, y'all not strong enough to leave it a black woman anyways. And that's what I believe. (laughs) And that's the thing. And I mostly hear that phrase from like men who dates who solely date white women like oh they don't talk back and stuff like that okay you just want somebody you can run over if you're not strong enough to date a black woman then just say that but don't try to sit here and act like black women are problematic because we know how to do for ourselves we don't need you but we want you but we, we don't have to beg you for any fucking thing and don't talk about the trauma that you experience at the hands of your black mother without acknowledging the type of trauma that black men may have played into you the way that your mother moved through life don't like don't skip over the fact how you may treat other black women in your day-to-day and the way that you treat them dating and how that may the way you treat them may be reciprocated back to you you have to acknowledge those things I want to touch on that because I got two things to say one what bothers me the most is and you kind of said it earlier how Sometimes you'll even see where, like, dark-skinned women, they won't even get invited into the club or a section. Like, I've seen videos going around on Twitter where, like, you'll see, like, famous people only have, like, barely even light-skinned women. It'd be, like, mixed Latino and white women in their section. And you'll see no brown-skinned or dark-skinned women in their section. Or you'll see them getting denied at the door. What the fuck is up with that shit? And then the other thing I wanted to say is, like, when you said don't go around, like, treating black women a certain way just because... What did you say? Um, acknowledge the fact that black women may interact with you in a certain way because of the way that you treat them. Okay, and going over that, I wanted to say, this is like kind of related but unrelated. You can be fucking nice to somebody even though you're not attracted to them. Like, there's this trend that goes around on Twitter where you see guys purposely humiliating women in front of other people just because they don't think they look the best or they want to go after their friend, they think their friend look better. Why do y'all move like that? And it specifically happens to dark-skinned women. And I've seen this personally, like, firsthand happen to, like, especially, like, in high school. Like, I haven't seen it as much, so much as an adult, but definitely in high school, you'll see, um, 
people do that and try to humiliate people and specifically go after their skin tone. It mm-hmm. is ridiculous. And it's like, why? Where does that come from? Well, it's rooted in colorism. But it's like, where though? Because most of the people, and that's my biggest issue. Most of the people, like most of the black men you see doing that, they mama is a dark skinned black woman. So why is you going around treating women, black women like this? And then furthermore, if I say something about your dark-skinned black mother, you're going to look at me crazy. You're going to want to fight me. You're going to want to cuss me out. You want to go in and do all this type of stuff. But yet, you'll talk to another black woman in that same, like, disrespect. So how can you, like, I get it, it's your mother, so you're going to protect her. But in the same token, like, you'll get on somebody about talking to your mother that way, but you go around talking to other women like that. That's mm. crazy to me. You should respect all black women, no matter their skin tone, no matter their shade, no matter what you look like, no matter what they look like, no matter whether you think they attractive or not. You should protect all and respect, protect and respect all black women. And then the other issue is like, I don't like when people be like, when they be saying like their preference is only light skinned women. Why are you not attracted to dark skinned women? I feel like, okay, so I'm all for preferences, but I do definitely feel a way when people talk about preferences for lighter versus darker skin. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Because a lot of the times, you're literally just attracted to the tone of skin. You're not attracted to differences in actual features. Yes. It'll literally be a black, a lighter skin black woman with the same features. They could be sisters. No, for real. <laughs> and they look alike, and you'll literally be like, I want the lighter skin. But over the darker skin girl, like that just doesn't make sense to me. It don't make sense. Like I said, it's rooted in colorism. And then the other, on the other hand, like this is how you know niggas who be doing that are low key colorists because you'll choose, you'll go out with a girl just because she light skin and she's like a dog in the face. Yes, because she got pretty <laughs> eyes. Yeah, she got pretty eyes, but she look like a dog in the face. But she light skin, so you gonna date her? You gonna date her? Over all the beautiful brown skin and dark skin women you see, I'm gonna pick the light skin one that look like a pit bull. And it's not even <laughs> like they have good personalities. Yes. They're not even like fun people to be around. These people just be busted all the way through and through. But she light skin, got pretty eyes and some curly hair, and you mad? You want to be with her? Oh my god, I hate light skin people that be trying to make. They try to make being light-skinned a personality trait. That's why I can't date light-skinned dudes. Because it's like, <laughs> I hate light-skinned people that think they automatically look good just because they light-skinned. Like, no, you busted. You just bright. And if anything, that's going to make you stick out more and make me notice that you busted. <laughs> yeah, so you is. need to sit down for a little bit and humble your, yourself. Your features are actually under much more scrutiny the lighter you <laughs> Yes. I can, I can see all that shit. So you might want to calm down and go sit in the corner. Like, I don't like that. I don't, like, mm-mm. And then, like, I guess we went on a tangent, but it's true, though. Like, every it's true, like, and people refuse to see it in themselves. That's why on Twitter, when people be getting so mad, when they're, we all, like, there's always a discourse about colorism on Twitter. And then there's always that one person, like, why y'all always got to talk about this? Like, it's a thing. It is a thing. Colorism is a thing. Case in point. My mother is a colorist. Oh, shit. No, not even a funny shit. Like, I grew up around my mother. My mother is very much so a colorist. She desires, like, the blackness that she has, which is hilarious because, like, if you see my mom's side of the family, they're black. Like, we have mixed people throughout our mom. My mom's side of the family and my mother's side of the family is very much so mixed, but we have a lot of dark skinned mm. black people on my mother's side of the family. Like, her grandparents, her father, like, they are dark skinned black people. And like she would literally like and the craziest thing is, furthermore, is like she only dates black men, like darker skinned black men at that. She doesn't date light skinned black men. So like her colorism almost even presents itself as a white woman. I was about to say <laughs> that's, that's what white women be doing. 
she literally fetishizes over darker skin but in the same token she'll look at like her children and be like you need to date white you need to do this i don't identify as a black woman which i mean rightfully so my mother very much so is passing all right i won't say she's passing but she could pass if she wanted to she has white enough features that if she went out of her way to do it she could do it and she walks through life that way and she will outright deny her blackness Damn. which is absolutely crazy so was her mother her mother was black right yeah so my on that side of the family so that's the john side of the family or is that the shepherd side one is not either way um both of the sides of my mother's family from like her grandfather grandmother or grandmother's side of the family we are like we know where like we came from like we know the plantation we came from we are direct descendants of people who had master slave relations Mm -hmm. master raped uh black women we have like lines and direct uh, lineages down from there we've tracked it so a lot of my mother's side of the family is very mixed so we have like the wider side of the family who is like they barely got any black and the other side of the family who is all black so um her parents my grandfather was a darker skinned man but my mother my grandmother she was a lighter skinned woman and she could have also been passing and she has siblings who are passing but she also like my aunt Leslie she recently passed away she wasn't passing at all she was a darker skinned woman um same mother same father like it's just my mother's side of the family is very mixed yeah um and so she kind of grew up seeing like people going through life being passing and other people who weren't so she had I don't know there was probably like some form of internalized hatred that she got as she got older especially since her mother and her father passed away so young yeah and somebody instilled there and that's the thing like I just thought of this when you were saying how you can track back like your family history all the way to like plantations. That's where it come from. Like them white people made us think like, okay, she light skinned so she better than you. You dark skin. Like that's the thing. Like they would have the light skinned people in the house. They would have dark skinned people in the field. Like white people instilled that in us. So that's what pisses me off the most about colorism when it's coming from black people. Because it's like, don't y'all know this is the enemy fucking did this to us to make us turn against each other. I ain't trying to get all like woke and hoteppy, but that's really what it came from. Like white people made us look at each other that way and now it's been instilled in certain like instilled in us because there's certain people in the community who are still colorists and be like they think light skin is better than being dark skin like no it's not we all black or i have another good example you can tell my family is kind of fried even on my father's side of the family my his mother literally prays her lighter skin grandchildren now mind you like all of like we have some high yellow um uh, some of my brother uncles are high yellow but the majority of them are darker skinned black men um and that's primarily all her children but she would literally go out of her way to praise and uplift her lighter skinned grandchildren and even when i was younger like they would tell me like if your grandmother was still alive you would have never had to worry for shit because you're so light-skinned and you have lighter colored eyes and you would have never had to worry about it like a lot of my upbringing like i got to see colorism actively throughout my life damn that's fucked up bro so yeah, colorism is extremely pervasive like throughout the black community and I think sometimes people deny it because they're not as like exposed to it as mm-hmm. I was growing up, especially lighter skinned black people. But it's very much so there. Black men, like I really need for y'all to unlearn it because y'all really Facts. will fixate on white women and lighter skinned black women. And also just like to get the proximity to whiteness and that perceived privilege that you guys want. 
Yeah, and like I said, like that's why men who only date like lighter skinned women and white women, I'm looking at you kind of sideways. Like that's what we need to start doing for Bureau though. Let me see your discography. <laughs> I need your whole facts. Cause if it's all white and light skinned and mixed women and that, I don't know if I can be with you. Cause that mean you gonna leave me for a Becky sooner or later. <laughs> I ain't having it. Or, and you might be a little bit. You might be a bit of a colorist. And I need for you to explain to me why. Like, was yeah, it because why? you grew up in a white neighborhood? Because I might be able to give you a pass on that. <laughs> I might be able to give you a pass. Maybe. That's but if you grew up in the hood, and you got to college, play ball, and all you date is white bitches and light-skinned hoes. See, that's what I've experienced with it. Like, all of my some friends wrong town like none of them grew up in that environment where all you see was white women but they grew up we all grew up around each other <laughs> and then all they date is white women and i'll still be looking at them like where did that come from and where like does the attraction lie because i mean they're, i'm not gonna lie there's some pretty white bitches out there but a lot of them that i see all day in are really really basic and we said this earlier they just be the most basic of white bitches or they be white bitches emulating black women and that's what pisses me off even more like not only okay there's nothing wrong okay you you dating a white woman cool you just you date you're dating a white woman that ain't got nothing to do with me but it's like all you date is white women and then the white women you date emulate black women what's going on what's really going on and then the way they emulate us is low-key insulting yeah because you dumb us down to slick down edges box braids and acrylic nails and that's our aesthetic and it's <laughs> that's not a personality like, when you date a white woman who like tries to take on a character caricature i can't say the word y'all know what i'm talking about yeah. yes uh of black women so now you're putting on the black voice you're you're trying A-V-E. to talk in AAVE, yeah. like and you're not doing it well you can't get the hand gestures white right. it's just very stiff they it's don't not do it right <laughs> they mess it up they be like it's the giving for me like they kind of merge all the black sayings together it's the giving for me because period okay girl ply child please you be like what the fuck did you just say to me bitch? how do you mix them together like that that wasn't even a cohesive sentence what was the one word white girl woo chile you don't <laughs> get our vocabulary out of your mouth <laughs> like i said if you we could go on the rant for this for a while if you listening to this right now and you've dated a white woman or you're currently dating a white woman i'm not there's we're no judgment. Judging. We're just saying if that's your entire whole facts file is all white, light skinned women, maybe you should look within. And don't be talking about it's your preference. Don't even say it's a preference. And if you are going to say it's a preference, please don't bring a black woman when you're doing it. See, people be, and when people say that, for me personally, like, I don't get it. Because I, I, I would say for myself, I don't have a preference really. There's certain features that I like. Like, like your teeth have to be white. You have to have a nice smile. Like I, I like features, but it's not like you gotta look like this. I think I'm okay. just attracted to like personalities and people. Like you can't look busted. I was gonna say I do have a preference. <laughs> you can't. I look love busted. me a dark skin man, and I definitely prefer oh, yeah. dark skin men. But I don't have. I'll date a lighter skin man. I've dated lighter skin men before. I've messed with lighter skin men. I don't got no problem, but I'm never gonna be like, mm, I just don't. I don't date light-skinned men because y'all are considered this. I was going to say, that's the only thing. Like, okay. But <laughs> I, with- I try not to blame my preferences on, like, specific traits that I've seen within a certain type of person. Yeah. It just so happened for me, every experience I've had with a light-skinned man has been rough. Yeah. And that's why I was like, I don't know. Like, it y'all is- be cute sometimes. Y'all be cute, but it's just like, y'all be thinking y'all the shit because y'all like skin and you treat everybody like shit it's weird it's okay to have preferences perfectly fine to have preferences 
as long as your preference isn't also bashing the person that you don't like because it is not a preference yeah. it's self-hatred and anti-blackness like don't be like <laughs> don't be like i date white women because black women don't do xyz just be like Oh, I dated a white woman because she was nice and would yeah. insert good qualities about this white woman here. We but don't, off. yeah, but don't be like I dated a white woman because here are the pros and not black women because here are the cons. Now you, now you're just you know you're you're hating. You're hating. And also, if you only surround yourself with a specific type of person, it's not a preference anymore. You're specifically putting yourself in positions only to get to white women, like we talked about with athletes only letting white women and lighter skin women into sections. That's not a preference, baby. That is discrimination. <laughs> or them, uh, you know them black people who just got all white friends? Yeah. How? Like, I have white friends because I went to a predominantly white high school, but I have black friends. Like, my black friends are my real friends. My white friends are the ones I would see in the hallway. Okay, we just going along to get along because we go to school together. I never really, like, hung out with them outside of, like, obviously school functions. So I get that. Like, if, like, that's just really just, like, your friend group, you get to college and that's just the kind of people you mess with. But you ain't got no black friends? But if you don't (laughs) go out and try to make black friends, I do have some questions for you. Like, can you at least have one black best friend? Like I said, even if that's all you're around in high school, though, because, like I said, I went to a pretty white high school and I would hang out with the white kids, but at the end of the day, my niggas do what's up. (laughs) I'm hanging out with my niggas. Well, I don't have as many white friends now. I used to have a lot of white friends in high school. Um, and they fun to hang with. Don't get me wrong. You go, you go out with white people. Oh, my God. It just doesn't make sense unless you're just somewhere <laughs> where you really just don't have a lot of black people around you. Yeah. Like, you got to live in a for show hick town. Yeah. Growing up around all you white people. You stay in Montana. I know there's black people in Montana, but I'm going to tell you, there's not a large population in Montana, and they don't got a lot of black people there either. <laughs> See, I feel like that's how my hometown is, but I feel like all the niggas would just be around each other. Just like we were just always kids. around each other. You even though there's the railroad tracks, you in the hood. Yeah. No, yeah. like facts. <laughs> all right. <laughs> anyway, let's get into our confession of the week. So, we had a very nice confection, confection, confession, <laughs> affection, confession that got submitted to us. And I took it upon myself to label this one sexy sleepover. Mm. All right. So we're going to give these people, what is it, aliases? Because there's a lot of people involved in this story. And obviously we don't say names. So we're just going to... Name one Sparkle. Okay. So the one that told me the story, her name is Sparkle. Sparkle's the main character. Um, The supporting role, her name is Dora. There's a third character. We're going to name her Juice. Swiper. Swiper. In the fourth character, we're going to name her Swiper. (laughs) She does not steal. We just ran out of names. Okay, so Sparkle inboxes us. She says, I have a confession. I said, cool. Okay, let's, let's get into it. Let's talk about it. So basically, Sparkle just started a new job. All right? And within her new job, she met a group of friends that she started hanging out with. They're all around the same age. Um, You know, they're just all kind of linked up. You know, you get a new job, you're trying to find new people to hang out, whatever. So Sparkle and this group of girls just recently went out to eat a few weeks ago. And during this dinner, Sparkle realizes that Dora is very attractive. Like, unbelievably attractive. Insanely attractive. And Sparkle said she thought about this the first time she met Dora. But she just didn't say anything because she's like, you know, I don't know if she looks at me like that. She just always thought Dora was attractive. So they go out to eat. Sparkle finds out that Swiper likes Dora. However, Dora does not like Swiper. 
but Swiper is making very evident, very aggressive moves towards Dora because she thinks that she has a chance. Now, Dora pulls Sparkle to the side and she's like, you know, don't get me wrong. Swiper is very attractive. She's a gorgeous woman, but I don't want her. I want you. Now, this took little Sparkle by surprise because she was not <laughs> expecting Dora to say that to her. So, after they go out to eat, I can't remember all the details. I think Sparkle had to wait on something, so Dora waited in the car with Sparkle. Swiper and Head, they went on somewhere else. So, while Dora and Sparkle were in the car together, they were just rapping it, kicking it, you know, kicking shit. And Dora, like, kind of reiterated, like, you know, I don't want Swiper, I want you. And Sparkle was like, oh my god, Dora. Are you serious? <laughs> she's like, she's like, I'm not gonna lie to you, Dora. When I first saw you, when I walked into the office today, I thought you were gorgeous. You were so attractive. So long story short, they end up kissing, having a nice little makeout session. Uh, by this time, Sparkle was done doing whatever she needed to do, so they left. Fast forward to the next night, Swiper decides to invite Head, Dora, and Sparkle over to her house. <laughs> So they have a nice little kick and they all get drunk. They start playing like, you know, board games and stuff like that. It's time to go to bed and Swiper wants to sleep with Dora. Dora does not want to sleep with Swiper. So Head is like, you know, Swiper, just sleep in my bed. And Dora was like, oh no, Swiper was like, I want to sleep with Dora. Like, I'm fine sleeping on the couch with Dora. And so, long story short, Dora was like, I'm staying out here on the couch. I'm not moving. So, Sparkle was like, well, I'll just stay out here with you. And then Head and Swiper slept in the bed together in a totally different room. I kind of messed up the details. Let me let me rephrase. It is Swiper's house. Okay? They're at Swiper's house. Remember this. They're not at Head's house. They're at Swiper's house. So, Swiper and Head sleep together in their bed. Swiper wanted Dora to sleep in the bed with her. Dora was like, I ain't having it. Middle of the night comes around. Dora and Sparkle... They start getting it in on the couch, all right? Because Sparkle couldn't sleep. She said she was tossing and turning. And Dora was like, you know, come cuddle with me on the couch. I'll help you go to sleep. She's like, why can't you sleep that good tonight? And Sparkle was like, well, usually when I can't sleep, I make myself come or I get drunk. And Sparkle was like, I'm already drunk and I still can't sleep. So Dora was like, well, let's try the other option. So Dora fucking guessed it. <laughs> Dora came through. Dora and Sparkle, they started kissing. Dora and, and Sparkle said that she had never been this aroused by a woman before. She said men haven't even gotten her this aroused before. She said it was damn near leaking down her thigh by the time Dora slid her fingers in. And Dora, guessed it, made her orgasm. Just off the fingers. Just off the fingers. Period. We love, we love Just off queen. the fingers. Dora made her orgasm off the fingers. <laughs> then she didn't stop there. She started giving Sparkle head. And by this time, mind you, Head and Swiper, they in the room sleep. So Dora keeps tapping Sparkle's leg like, shut up, bitch, you too loud. Because she like moaning her ass off because she's like, oh, my God, this is bomb. She wasn't moaning her ass off, but she said she was trying hard to be quiet. All right. <laughs> Dora made her come again. Yes, you're absolutely correct. But it didn't stop there. Dora kept that thing on her. Oh, she had the thing? Dora kept that thing on her. Dora put that thing on. And she took Swiper down and she put took Sparkle down in missionary. They started on the floor, then she turned around and she started giving her back shots. We love a queen with good stroke. Yeah, and she said that she said she the stroke. She already made her come twice. Did she make her come again? I don't remember. I think she said they ended up stopping because she couldn't keep quiet. Mm -hmm. But she said it was great. Like the strokes were immaculate. And I was like, wow, we stand. And basically, they get back on the couch after they get done, and they just fall asleep, like, cuddling. 
Next morning comes around. Swiper walks out of her room quick as fuck because she was, mind you, the whole night she kept trying to like peek in and out of her room, trying to see what Dora and Sparkle was doing. By the time she went to sleep, that's when Dora and Sparkle really did that thing. But as soon as she wakes up, she comes out the room. Uh, Dora gets up to go to the bathroom and she looked at, Swiper looked at Sparkle and was like, so did anything happen between y'all? And Sparkle was like, no, girl, we just slept. And Swiper was just like, good, good, good. But Swiper still don't know what happened between Sparkle and Dora. Well, first of all, I'm happy for Sparkle that <laughs> she was able to come not once but twice. Uh, and she probably could have came a third time, but she could have kept quiet. Uh, so we love that for her. We love that for her. And we love a woman who knows and aims to please because that sounds like an immaculate thing. And the reason why I thought it was worth sharing kind of juicy is because... I mean, it is kind of messy. Swiper really wanted Dora. And they were also <laughs> at Swiper's house. house. Yeah. That is a little messy. And we love that. <laughs> and we love that. And we love it. That, that's honestly probably what made you wetter. Because oh, you was being sneaky. Absolutely. Because you're worried about somebody popping out. You got to stay quiet. It elevates it. It elevates it. And you, the whole time, I know in the back of your body, you was thinking, oh my God, Swiper want her, but I'm fucking her. <laughs> love it and Keep she'll up never get work. to experience that she'll never, and I, I, to this day I don't think I'm pretty sure Swiper doesn't know however poor Swiper is still trying alright she's still trying but Adora is giving her the curve I'm gonna need her to be direct and be like you know what Swiper it's not I don't got it here for you hmm? yeah and she keeps trying but Sparkle and Dora are still hanging out Sparkle began her life okay Okay. So if you're listening to this, try a woman. <laughs> yes. Long story short, because I feel like we talked a lot about men being horrible. Women Just, are also horrible, but... Women are horrible, too. They're really good at what they do. Really good at what they do. And this is for all the girlies, just to let you know. You know, you don't need an actual dick to get the dick. Absolutely not. <laughs> and since you, you heard it first, she came off of the fingers. How often do us as women come off... I've fingers. never came from fingers before. Exactly. So what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? The only time I've came from fingers is when they were eating me at the same time. But it, oh, you know, what? real quick, pro tip: if you're a man and you're listening to this, let me get, let me tell you something. Yes, they talk about it on Twitter. If you stick your finger in my vagina while you're eating me out, it's demon time. Okay, it's only demon time and gremlin time. If you actually know what you're doing once yeah. you stick your fingering is a lost art. Don't go in and out like you're digging for change. You need to put your finger in there, let you it stay there, and stimulate come, the yep, G spot. That come hit their motion. Okay, you don't have to keep going in and out like you find a loose chain. You stick it in there, find that spot, and just tickle me Elmo. And the thing is, I don't know if all of y'all know what a come hither motion is. They don't. I've tried to explain this to men in the past that don't know how to finger because. I have a love-hate relationship with fingering for this reason. Because when it's good, good, it's good. But some of y'all be acting dumb when I say come hither. Go on <laughs> Go on YouTube. Look up come hither motion. Look up how to give head, how to finger. There is a tutorial for you. Yeah, go to YouTube University. Y'all need to figure out how to do that. And don't be out here finger banging, bitches. That's not comfortable. That shit hurts. Yeah, why are you just jabbing? I feel like you mad about... Your fingers being in my vagina, and I didn't ask you to put them there. And that's not even the part that hurts. It's the fact that your fist is low key slimy. Yes, the knuckles. Yes. You be like, oh god. <laughs> so long story short, learn from Dora. Don't block your blessings. If sis is trying to hit, let her hit sis. 
Yes, because after she told me that story, I was like, maybe I need to get me a door for the summer. Oh, don't worry. I got I might. You know what? I'll save that for another day. Mm-hmm. Okay. With that being said, <laughs> I think this is a good place to stop. <laughs> oh, don't die. Don't die. Sorry, she was thinking about her Dora. Apparently, I need to get me a door. Oh my god, I almost died. It's okay. She was having flashbacks of cunnilingus kind of and she started drowning in her mind. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of the Kitty Confessions Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Kitty Confessions Pod. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Twitter at Kitty Confess Pod. Yep. And you can follow me on IG at B Latrell. That's B E E L A T R E L L L L. That's four L's at the end. You can also follow me on the lit side of my fence. That's B the Rad Girl. That's B E E T H E R A D G I R L. And for me, you can follow me at Chelsea.Elise. That's C H E L S E A dot A L I E C on Instagram and then if you want to follow me on my Finsta that's Bite Me Softly XX that's B-I-T-E-S-O-F-T-L-Y XX and that is also my Twitter handle so follow me and we'll see y'all next in a couple weeks bye friends (laughs) and don't forget to submit confessions bye